name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. Thank you so much, Becky. Thank you, everyone, for having me today. Whoop. Oh, no, somebody picked up my little marker. All right. <laughs> I, I kind of remember where to be. We're going to do this. All right. <laughs> Makes it all better. Thank you, guys. All right. So my name is Logan Hurley. I'm a personal trainer. Uh, and today I'm going to be talking to you guys because you are so busy, because I know you're all entrepreneurs and there's so many things, especially in today's age, that are keeping us from taking care of ourselves. So today we're going to be talking about five things that are keeping you from exercising, myths and misconceptions that just aren't true, okay? So this first one, big, we hear it all the time, we need to use cardio for weight loss, okay? If I want to lose weight, I have to do cardio. So true or false, the only way to lose weight is through cardio and getting the recommended 90 to 150 minutes per week of exercise. False. false. You guys are good. Did you look ahead on this? Okay. So that is false, right? The reality is cardio does very little for weight loss. In fact, a recent study, this is from 2020, this is a meta-analysis from the Journal of Sports Science, found that the only way in a three-group uh, split was to actually resistance train to increase your resting metabolic rate. Has anybody ever heard of resting metabolic rate? Yes. Okay, so this is the calories we burn at rest. When you're doing cardio, you're not increasing your resting metabolic rate, you're just burning a couple more calories the day of, right? So what they found in this study, again from May 2020, aerobic exercise, cardio, didn't do anything to improve RMR versus the control group. Aerobic exercise plus resistance training, still nothing improvements in RMR, right? The only group that saw the benefits was the resistance training group. So if you want to burn more calories, you want to be a more efficient calorie burning machine, lose weight over the long term, the best way to do that is going to be through resistance training. These are just a few more studies looking at resistance training as a way to mitigate uh, cardiovascular risk and then just obesity over the long term. So again, I can share these citations with anyone if you're interested, but again, just kind of driving home this point, cardio is not going to do it. We need to have resistance training. This is a big one, one I'm a big fan of to kind of break this misconception, true or false, after a certain age, someone is too old to start resistance training and reap the benefits of exercise. Yes. Is that, is that a true? Is that a false? That's you? Okay. What do we think, guys? True or false? False. 
You guys are so good. Okay, so this is another meta-analysis. This is called a minimum dose approach to resistance training in the older adults, a prophylactic for aging. So this is from researchers out in Solent University in the UK, Dr. James Fisher and Steele. And essentially what they found is that the best way to fight sarcopenia, which is age-related muscle loss, is through resistance training. So who knows that after the age of 50, we lose an average of 1% to 3% of our muscle mass per year. Did anybody know that before I just said it? She did right there? Okay. Well, that's the truth, right? So 10 to 30% per decade in your muscle mass if you don't resistance train. And the best way to fight against that is obviously doing resistance training exercise. <laughs> so if we want to fight off sarcopenia, the more important it becomes to strength training after the age of 50. Now you can start at any time, but arguably after age 50, even more important because you want to slow sarcopenia and you can even reverse it, right? So the benefits include increased strength, muscle, hypertrophy, physical function, reduction in falls and injuries, which for any of us that have older parents, grandparents, we know that falling is the number one way that most older individuals end up in the hospital, go on that decline that leads to uh, early uh, death, unfortunately. So improve mental health, social interaction, and cognitive function. This is a big one we're going to be talking about next here, right? So there's this idea that training interferes with your cognition. Uh, maybe you've heard of the runner's high, but a lot of people have this misconception that if they train, they're just going to be worthless for the rest of the day, right? So true or false here, a bout of high-intensity resistance training will thoroughly wear you out and has been shown to decrease cognitive performance for the rest of the day. So who thinks strength training is going to make you dumber? False. Good job, guys. Okay. So this is another study from Wayne Westcott, uh, a PhD out of uh, Pennsylvania called Resistance Training as Medicine. One of the many things he found in this paper uh, was that resistance training actually increases cognition and cognitive performance over the long term, right? So it's been shown to improve short and long-term cognitive performance. And then this next page here just has a few additional studies just looking at long-term indications of decreasing mental decline with resistance training, right? So there's something called gray matter. Has anybody heard of that term before? Right? As gray matter increases in your brain, we tend to see more issues, uh, things like uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, and resistance training can actually slow, stop, and reverse this process. So with cognition, what you can expect from resistance training is a, a short acute period of fatigue, right? So when you finish, if you come and work out with me, you're going to be beat up for a little bit, okay? That's the darn truth. Becky knows that, okay? But long-term, resistance training is going to lead to a host of positive physiological adaptations as well as long-term improvements in uh, increasing mental performance and attenuating the risks of mental decline over the long term. Okay, so this is a big one, one I get all the time here, guys. Heavy versus light weights, true or false. If you use heavy weights and lower reps, it makes you bulky. And if you use lighter weights with higher reps, it's going to make you toned. What do we think on this false. one? False. I think you're just catching on. I don't know if you actually believe that. Okay, so that is false as well. This is a really recent meta-analysis from the last month from a, a doctor out of, uh, I believe he might be Pennsylvania as well, Dr. Brad Schoenfeld, one of the most well-respected exercise physiologists in the world, called Strength and Hypertrophy Adaptations Between Low and High Load Resistance Training. Essentially, all you need to know about this is it doesn't matter if you're using lighter weights with higher reps 
or you're using heavier weights with fewer reps, as long as you're working with a high level of intensity, the results are going to be the same, okay? So this idea of women coming into the gym and thinking they're gonna look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Becky's been training with me for two months, I don't think she's gonna be Arnold anytime soon, I hope not for Dustin's sake. Um, <laughs> But again, what it really comes down to, and this is based on the ACSM's uh, American College of Sports Medicine's recommendations and guidelines, is for any range of repetitions, there is little evidence to suggest a specific number of reps will provide a superior response relative to muscle strength, hypertrophy, or muscular endurance. Again, exactly what we just said there, right? It doesn't matter if you're using heavier or lighter, you just wanna work with a high level of intensity. Now, what are the reasons that you might want to use heavier or lighter weights? Well, maybe you just don't like lifting heavy things. Maybe you want to do a few more repetitions. That's fine. You should just understand that with that personal preference, if you're using lighter weights, it might be a little more uncomfortable. It could potentially keep you from actually getting to that level of intensity that's going to create those positive physiological adaptations. Okay, last one. This is the biggest barrier we see to exercise, right? I do not have enough time to exercise. I'm too dang busy. So in order to get in shape, you must follow the ACSM's recommendations, 90 to 150 minutes per week of aerobic exercise and three to five days a week of strength training. What do we think? Did I throw you a curveball? It's false, you're right. Okay, so emerging evidence indicates that it is possible to achieve similar training effects by training as little as once per week, okay? So we're gonna talk about this one a little bit more. Uh, a few other studies looking at this exact idea, right? These time-efficient strategies for resistance training. But the one I really wanna focus on here is from somewhere called FIT20, okay? So FIT20 is a concept out of uh, the Netherlands. They are now US-based. And they partnered with those researchers I mentioned earlier, the Jameses out of Solent University, to put together what's been termed the FIT20 study, okay? So they collect all their data from their participants. And they had over 14,000 participants with six years of data looking at their minimum style of training. Now, when I say minimum, this is six exercises once per week. 20 minutes, they're doing three to five repetitions. Okay, it doesn't get much less than that, okay? If you're only doing three reps on six exercises, at least 18 reps, that's it for the whole week, okay? So what did they find? Uh, in as little as 20 minutes once a week, they maintained, well, first they reached their peak in about eight to 12 months, right? So they increased uh, strength, hypertrophy, kind of tapered off a little bit, but were able to maintain those benefits for the six year period for that study, okay? So the takeaways here and what we learned from this is prioritizing multi-joint training. So that means don't go in if you've got not a lot of time, don't just go in and do bicep curls, right? Let's do something like a pull down that's gonna hit the back and the biceps. Using full body routines as opposed to doing a back and bicep day, one to three times a week seems to be all you need, okay? As little as 20 minutes, as much as if you really wanna go crazy, three times a week for 30 minutes, just puts you at 90 minutes, right? And again, no cardio necessary to see all these positive adaptations, decreases in cardiovascular disease risk, all-cause mortality, and CBD markers. So these are just a few examples of just what a really simple routine might look like versus something that's a little more comprehensive, okay? So the simple routine here, you can see it's all compound movements, push-pull, push-pull, uh, there's a leg press, 
or a squat, some kind of compound leg movement, and then a lumbar extension would just be a back exercise, maybe some abdominal exercise. The other routine here on the right, very similar. I just added some single joint stuff, right? So if all you've got is 10 to 20 minutes, just do everything big compound movements. If you've got a little more time, which again is still not very much, 20 to 30 minutes, add in a pec fly. Do those bicep curls you wanna do for the Instagram page, right? But don't feel like you have to do those things. These are just a few resources. If this is something that interests you, if you wanna learn a little bit more about how to put together these routines, I'm pretty good at it, but these are some of the best experts in the field, right? So if you wanna take a screenshot of that, these are some guys that wrote some fantastic books about this minimum effective dose approach to resistance training. I'll give you guys a second to do that. Body by Science is kind of the Bible in our industry. The question and answer book will give you more information on the physiology of exercise than you ever thought possible. If you like exercise, chances are you're doing it wrong by Gary Bannister. The new high intensity training by Ellington Darden, and then a practical approach to strength training all have very similar messages. It does not take a lot of time to get in extremely good shape, okay? And then thank you guys so much. Yeah, there it is. We did it.